Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Monday, September 25th. According to the Jewish Hallel calendar, Sukkot this year falls on Friday, September 29th at sunset through Friday, October 6th through nightfall. Shemini Atzeret, or the eighth day of assembly, immediately follows Sukkot and is observed as a separate holiday in the diaspora. It falls on Friday, October 6th at sunset through Saturday, October 7th. We have been on a spiritual journey. It began with Passover, with our leaving the world, the world system, and coming out of the bondage of slavery to sin. We began a journey of following Yeshua and His Torah. Passover is a picture of salvation. We are saved by faith through grace, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. In His mercy and loving kindness, Yeshua took all the penalty of sin upon Himself in dying on the cross. Similarly, Yeshua, in His mercy, remembered the covenant He made with Abraham and raised up Moses to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of their bondage and slavery. When they put the blood of the Lamb on their doorposts, they were demonstrating faith and trust that the God of Israel would deliver them. This is a picture of salvation, thus beginning the spiritual journey. Next, we come to Mount Sinai at the time of Shavuot. It was there that Yeshua makes a wedding proposal to them and us. Here he tells us that if we will hear his voice and keep his commands, then I will make you to be a peculiar treasure, a set-apart people. Exodus 19.5 The Ten Commandments and all of Torah is the Ketubah, the marriage covenant agreement. The house of Jacob, Yeshua's covenant family, said, I do, or yes, to the marriage proposal. Sadly, it did not take long for them to break the covenant as they fell into spiritual adultery and harlotry with the golden calf incident. Later, the golden calf incident happens again when Jeroboam leads a rebellion, spearheads a kingdom split, and leads the northern kingdom into golden calf system of worship again. 1 Kings 12 We continue the spiritual journey through the fall feasts of Yom Teruah, the Ten Days of Awe, a time of the awakening blast, a time and a call to examine ourselves and to repent for both personal and national repentance, a time for the bride to prepare herself for the bridegroom. Then we came to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. 
The gate of heaven is now closed, court is in session, and judgment is rendered from heaven. If we stand under the blood of Yeshua, with a new heart, a heart of flesh, where the Torah is being written upon it, and we are seeking to follow it by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit, then our name is found in the Book of Life. And now we arrive at Sukkot in our journey. Sukkot is related and connected to completing the task and finishing the journey, where ultimately Yeshua will tabernacle with us, his people. As it is written in Revelation 21, verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion for Feast of Tabernacles. Deuteronomy 33, 12-20 Moses said this about the tribe of Benjamin. The people of Benjamin are loved by the Lord and live in safety beside him. He surrounds them continuously and preserves them from every harm. Moses said this about the tribes of Joseph. May their land be blessed by the Lord with the precious gift of dew from the heavens and water from beneath the earth, with the rich fruit that grows in the sun and the rich harvest produced each month with the finest crops of the ancient mountains and the abundance from the everlasting hills, with the best gifts of the earth and its bounty, and the favor of the one who appeared in the burning bush. May these blessings rest on Joseph's head, crowning the brow of the prince among his brothers. Joseph has the majesty of a young bull. He has the horns of a wild ox. He will gore distant nations, driving them to the ends of the earth. This is my blessing for the multitudes of Ephraim and the thousands of Manasseh. Moses said this about the tribes of Zebulun and Issachar. May the people of Zebulun prosper in their travels. May the people of Issachar prosper at home in their tents. They summon the people to the mountain to offer proper sacrifices there. They benefit from the riches of the sea and the hidden treasures in the sand. Moses said this about the tribe of Gad. Blessed is the one who enlarges Gad's territory. Gad is poised there like a lion to tear off an arm or a head. Isaiah 45, 
This is what the Lord says, the Holy One of Israel and your Creator. Do you question what I do for my children? Do you give me orders about the work of my hands? I am the one who made the earth and created people to live on it. With my hands I stretched out the heavens. All the stars are at my command. I will raise up Cyrus to fulfill my righteous purpose, and I will guide his actions. He will restore my city and free my captive people without seeking a reward. I, the Lord of Heaven's armies, have spoken. This is what the Lord says. You will rule the Egyptians, the Ethiopians, and the Sabaeans. They will come to you with all their merchandise, and it will all be yours. They will follow you as prisoners in chains. They will fall to their knees in front of you and say, God is with you, and he is the only God, there is no other. Truly, O God of Israel, our Savior, you work in mysterious ways. All craftsmen who make idols will be humiliated. They will all be disgraced together. But the Lord will save the people of Israel with eternal salvation. Throughout the ages, they will never again be humiliated and disgraced. For the Lord is God, and He created the heavens and earth, and He put everything in place. He made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. I am the Lord, he says, and there is no other. I publicly proclaim bold promises. I do not whisper obscurities in some dark corner. I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. I, the Lord, speak only what is true and declare only what is right. Gather together and come, you fugitives from surrounding nations. What fools they are who carry around their wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Consult together, argue your case, get together and decide what to say. Who made these things known so long ago? What idol ever told you they would happen? Was it not I, the Lord? For there is no other God but me a righteous God and Savior. There is none but me. Let all the world look to me for salvation. For I am God, there is no other. I have sworn by my own name, I have spoken the truth, and I will never go back on my word. Every knee will bend to me, and every tongue will declare allegiance to me. The people will declare, The Lord is the source of all my righteousness and strength. And all who were angry with him will come to him and be ashamed. In the Lord, all the generations of Israel will be justified, and in him they will boast. Bel and Nebo, the gods of Babylon, bow as they are lowered to the ground. They are being hauled away on ox carts, The poor beasts stagger under the weight. Both the idols and their owners are bowed down. The gods cannot protect the people, and the people cannot protect the gods. They go off into captivity together. Listen to me, descendants of Jacob, all you who remain in Israel. I have cared for you since you were born. Yes, I carried you before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime, until your hair is white 
with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Some people pour out their silver and gold and hire a craftsman to make a god from it. Then they bow down and worship it. They carry it around on their shoulders. And when they set it down, it stays there. It can't even move. And when someone prays to it, there is no answer. It can't rescue anyone from trouble. Do not forget this. Keep it in mind. Remember this, you guilty ones. Remember the things I have done in the past. For I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. I will call a swift bird of prey from the east, a leader from a distant land to come and do my bidding. I have said what I would do, and I will do it. Listen to me, you stubborn people who are so far from doing right. For I am ready to set things right, not in the distant future, but right now. I am ready to save Jerusalem and show my glory to Israel. Come down, virgin daughter of Babylon, and sit in the dust, for your days of sitting on a throne have ended. O daughter of Babylon, never again will you be the lovely princess, tender and delicate. Take heavy millstones and grind flour. Remove your veil and strip off your robe. Expose yourself to public view. You will be naked and burdened with shame. I will take vengeance against you without pity. Our Redeemer, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Saviot, is the Holy One of Israel. O beautiful Babylon, sit now in darkness and silence. Never again will you be known as the Queen of Kingdoms. For I was angry with my chosen people and punished them by letting them fall into your hands. But you, Babylon, showed them no mercy. You oppressed even the elderly. You said, I will reign forever as queen of the world. You did not reflect on your actions or think about their consequences. Listen to this, you pleasure-loving kingdom, living at ease and feeling secure. You say, I am the only one and there is no other. I will never be a widow or lose my children. Well, both these things will come upon you in a moment. Widowhood and the loss of your children. Yes, these calamities will come upon you despite all your witchcraft and magic. You felt secure in your wickedness. No one sees me, you said, but your wisdom and knowledge have led you astray. And you said, I am the only one and there is no other. So disaster will overtake you and you won't be able to charm it away. Calamity will fall upon you and you won't be able to buy your way out. A catastrophe will strike you suddenly one for which you are not prepared. Now use your magical charms. Use the spells you have worked at all these years. 
Maybe they will do you some good. Maybe they can make someone afraid of you. All the advice you receive has made you tired. Where are all your astrologers, those stargazers who make predictions each month? Let them stand up and save you from what the future holds. But they are like straw burning in a fire that cannot save themselves from the flame. You will get no help from them at all. Their hearth is no place to sit for warmth, and all your friends, those with whom you have done business since childhood, will go their own ways, turning a deaf ear to your cries. Listen to me, O family of Jacob, you who are called by the name of Israel and are born into the family of Judah. Listen, you who take oaths in the name of the Lord and call on the God of Israel. You don't keep your promises, even though you call yourself the holy city, and talk about depending on the God of Israel, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies. Long ago I told you what was going to happen. Then suddenly I took action, and all my predictions came true, for I know how stubborn and obstinate you are. Your necks are as unbending as iron. Your heads are as hard as bronze. That is why I told you what would happen. I told you beforehand what I was going to do. Then you could never say, My idols did it, my wooden image and metal god commanded it to happen. You have heard my predictions and seen them fulfilled. But you refuse to admit it. Now I will tell you new things, secrets you have not yet heard. They are brand new, not things from the past, so you cannot say we knew that all the time. Yes, I will tell you of things that are entirely new, things you never heard of before, for I know so well what traitors you are. You have been rebels from birth, yet, for my own sake and for the honor of my name, I will hold back my anger and not wipe you out. I have refined you but not as silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in the furnace of suffering. I will rescue you for my sake, yes, for my own sake. I will not let my reputation be tarnished, and I will not share my glory with idols. Ephesians 4, 1-16 Therefore I, Paul, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say, When he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. 
And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Psalm 68, 19-35 Praise the Lord, praise our God, our Savior, for each day He carries us in His arms. Our God is a God who saves. The Sovereign Lord rescues us from death. But God will smash the heads of his enemies, crushing the skulls of those who love their guilty ways. The Lord says, I will bring my enemies down from Bashan. I will bring them up from the depths of the sea. You, my people, will wash your feet in their blood, and even your dogs will get their share. Your procession has come into view, O God, the procession of my God and King as he goes into the sanctuary. Singers are in front, musicians behind. Between them are young women playing tambourines. Praise God, all you people of Israel. Praise the Lord, the source of Israel's life. Look, the little tribe of Benjamin leads the way. Then comes a great throng of rulers from Judah, and all the rulers of Zebulun and Naphtali. Summon your might, O God, display your power, O God, as you have in the past. The kings of the earth are bringing tribute to your temple in Jerusalem. Rebuke these enemy nations, these wild animals lurking in the reeds, this herd of bulls among the weaker calves. Make them bring bars of silver in humble tribute. Scatter the nations that delight in war. Let Egypt come with gifts of precious metals. Let Ethiopia bow in submission to God. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord. Sing to the one who rides across the ancient heavens, his mighty voice thundering from the sky. Tell everyone about God's power. His majesty shines down on Israel. His strength is mighty in the heavens. God is awesome in his sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. Praise be to God. Proverbs 24, 
3 and 4. A house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuables. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Isaiah chapter 45 through 48. And we will start with chapter 47, verses 1 and 2. Come down, virgin daughter of Babylon, and sit in the dust, for your days of sitting on a throne have ended. O daughter of Babylon, never again will you be the lovely princess, tender and delicate. Jumping down to verse 5. O beautiful Babylon, sit now in darkness and silence. Never again will you be known as the queen of kingdoms. Verse 7, you said, I will reign forever as queen of the world. You did not reflect on your actions or think about their consequences. So let me give you a little bit of background and context. There was an ancient Babylon, which is now modern-day Iraq, and perhaps part of Iran. And that ancient Babylon did invade Israel and Jerusalem was captured and the Jews were exiled and they did go into Babylon for 70 years. That happened historically. But this is future prophetic language and it's talking about a daughter of Babylon nation. She is described as the queen of kingdoms and she has proud words. She says, you say, I am the only one and there is no other. I will never be a widow or lose my children. So who is or what is this daughter of Babylon end time nation? I believe that that daughter of Babylon nation is the United States of America. And let me just unpack this for you some more so you can track with me. It goes on to say in chapter 47, verse 9, Well, both these things, I will never be a widow or lose my children. Verse 9, Well, both of these things will come upon you in a moment, widowhood and the loss of your children. Yes, these calamities will come upon you despite all your witchcraft and magic. Now, when you look at those words in the King James, they're translated slightly differently. In Isaiah chapter 47, verse 12, it says, Stand now with your enchantments and the multitude of your sorceries, in which you have labored from your youth. Perhaps you will be able to profit. Perhaps you will be able to prevail. Um, in the New Living Translation, it says, Now use your magical charms. Use the spells you have worked at all these years. Maybe they will do you some good. Maybe they can make someone afraid of you. So what are these magical charms? What are these enchantments? What are these sorceries? Well, when you take the word sorcery and you do a keyword search on it, um, 
one of the key verses that pops up is comes right out of Revelation chapter 9, verse 20. Actually, verse 21, but I'll start in verse 20. So in Revelation chapter 9, it's talking about the Babylon, the harlot woman. And um, the context is the sixth trumpet. The judgment of the sixth trumpet trumpet and so in revelation chapter 9 verses 20 and 21 the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood which neither can see nor hear nor walk neither repented they of their murders nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Now that word sorcery, that's the word we're tracking. We saw that word sorcery from Isaiah chapter 47, verse 12. Stand now with your enchantments and the multitude of your sorceries in which you have labored from your youth. And there's that word sorcery in Revelation chapter 9, verse 21. That word sorcery in the Greek is pharmakia pharmakia and so the use or the administering of drugs poisoning sorcery and magical arts often found in connection with idolatry and fostered by it so we're living in a world and in a culture where there are lab generated viruses that are loosed into the world on purpose and they are followed up with a so-called vaccine or actually a bioweapon to protect supposedly to protect people from that lab generated virus and companies like Moderna, BioNTech and Pfizer are getting filthy rich selling these jabs, these vaccines. And it's coming from Big Pharma. They're getting filthy rich. And many people are dying from these jabs. Not necessarily the next day or the next week, but, you know, six months, a year later, they get cancer, they have a heart attack, they have a stroke, sudden adult death syndrome, women become infertile, um, heart inflammation, myocarditis, all kinds of very serious adverse effects from the shot. So, big pharma. They neither repented of their murders, think of all the people who've died from the jab, nor of their sorceries, their pharma, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Okay, so that's an important connection to see right there. And then it goes on to say in chapter 40, Isaiah chapter 47, verse 11. So disaster will overtake you, and you won't be able to charm it away. Calamity will fall upon you, and you won't be able to buy your way out. A catastrophe will strike you suddenly, one for which you are not prepared. 
So I think about the filthy rich people in this world, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, Bill Gates, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, um, the World Economic Forum leader, Klaus Schwab, and money will not be able to buy their way out. A catastrophe will strike you suddenly, one for which you are not prepared. What kind of calamity might that be? Now let's go to Jeremiah chapter 50. Those two chapters describe a sudden military invasion on a particular end times nation. And that end times nation is called the daughter of Babylon. She's the hindermost nation, which means the youngest nation. When you think about Europe and the Middle East, that's the old world. Those nations have been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. But what is the youngest nation on the earth? That would be the United States of America. It's the new world. The old world versus the new world. Okay, so in Jeremiah chapter 50, verses 1 through 8, the word that the Lord spoke against Babylon and against the land of the Chaldeans by Jeremiah the prophet, declare among the nations, proclaim and set up a standard, proclaim and do not conceal it, say, Babylon is taken, Bel is shamed, Merodach is broken in pieces, her idols are humiliated, her images are broken in pieces. So what happens to her? Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 3. For out of the north a nation comes up against her, which shall make her land desolate, and no one shall dwell therein. They shall move, they shall depart, both man and beast. Verse 4. In those days and in that time, says the Lord, the children of Israel shall come, they and the children of Judah together, that's northern and southern kingdom, that's the Jews and the Gentiles, the non-Jews, they shall come together with continual weeping. They shall come and seek the Lord their God. They shall ask the way to Zion with their faces toward it, saying, Come, and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that will not be broken or forgotten. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. All who found them have devoured them. And their adversaries said, We have not offended because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of justice, the Lord, the hope of their fathers. Verse 8. Move from the midst of Babylon, go out of the land of the Chaldeans, and be like the rams before the flocks. And the final verse I'm going to share here, verse 9. For behold, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country, and they shall array themselves against her. From there she shall be captured. Their arrows shall be like those of an expert warrior. None shall return in vain. So this is talking about um, a cluster, an assembly of nations from the north, and that they will align with each other and attack 
this end of days Babylon nation and that she will go down, she will be captured. Now, the United States is probably at the weakest and most vulnerable that she has ever been at in her entire history. Her borders right now are porous. We have 10,000 illegal aliens coming in every day. That's 100,000 in 10 days. We have 6 to 7 million that have streamed across the borders since Biden took office. Many of these folks that are coming across the border, they're not from Latin America. They're coming from China. They are fighting age men. They're from the Middle East. They're from over 80 nations around the world. And and they're from Iran. They're from Russia. They're from China. And they're streaming across the border every single day. So... We are very weak, very vulnerable. A lot of our weapons, munitions, bullets, arms, supplies, equipment, it's all being shipped out to Ukraine. So if we are ever attacked on the homeland, we're going to not be very uh, prepared to defend against an attack on the homeland. And also, America has fallen into great shame and disgrace with much of the world. And America has also been poking the stick at the bear called Russia and doing all kinds of things to provoke Russia on purpose. It almost seems like the deep state wants to have World War III. They want a World War III so they can do their Great Reset shut everything down, and then reboot into the new global digital CBD system and have a global governance, a one-world government, and a one-world currency that's digital-based. And how do you do it? Well, you rule through emergency and catastrophe and disaster. And when you have emergency and catastrophes going on, you declare a state of emergency and the Constitution is suspended, your Bill of Rights is suspended, and you can get away with all kinds of tyranny during a, quote, state of emergency. So this scenario of what's being described here in Jeremiah chapter 50 is not at all unlikely to happen to the U.S. The shoe fits. So the hopeful part about all this is that as Babylon falls, Israel rises. And when I say Israel, I'm talking about all of God's people, uh, both the Jews and the Gentiles, both the southern kingdom, Judah, and the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north. So. All of God's people, wherever they happen to be, who are scattered throughout all the nations of the earth, God is going to protect his remnant people and provide for them and miraculously bring them all home to Israel. Now, how he exactly does that, time will tell. I don't believe in a pre-trib rapture. I think we're going to go through the tribulation because it will be a time of refining the bride and preparing the bride. But our ultimate destination is Israel, because that is where Yeshua 
who is the king of Israel, who is the king of the nations. He's going to rule and reign from Israel, from Jerusalem, from Mount Zion for a thousand years. So I just wanted to bring these passages out to you. Um, be encouraged. The Lord is going to protect and preserve his remnant people. He has a plan. It's called the Greater Exodus. And um, if you read chapter 12 of Revelation, it talks about a woman who flees to a wilderness place. We'll just go there for a moment. And this woman... Well, let's just read it. Revelation chapter 12, verse 1. There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Those twelve stars can represent the twelve tribes. Remember that Joseph had a dream. He actually had two dreams. One was with the sheaves, the eleven sheaves of wheat that were bowing down to him. And then in the other dream, he saw the sun, the moon, and the stars bowing down to him. So that dream about the sun and the moon and the stars is connected to this vision here in Revelation 12. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pained to be delivered. I'm going to skip down to verse 5. She brought forth a man-child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. I believe that man-child is Yeshua. He rules the nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and to his throne. That's where Yeshua is now. He sits at the right hand of the Father. Verse 6, And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared of God, that God would feed her there for 1,260 days. So this woman now is like the mother of Zion, and Zion is the nation that has been in the womb of Egypt, in the womb of Babylon for a long, long time, but there's a time coming when this nation called Zion will be birthed, it will be born, and in the midst of great travail, in the midst of labor pains. So this Zion nation is spoken of in Isaiah chapter 66. And in verse 7, it says, Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. That's what we just read about in Revelation 12. She gives birth to this child who rules the nations with a rod of iron. So she gives birth, and then after she gives birth, now she's going to have more labor pains. She, she gives birth first, and then afterwards she has labor pains, which is kind of backwards. And then in verse 8 of Isaiah 66, Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. So that's the name of the nation, Zion. And then she gives birth to her children. So there's a nation, a biblical nation, 
that will come forth. It's called Zion. Now, in some ways, this has been partially fulfilled with the birth of the nation of Israel in May of 1948. In one day, she was born. The British mandate withdrew, and the very next day, Israel was born as a nation, and immediately she was at war. And so it has been, in some ways, partially fulfilled. But Israel today is a secular nation. It is not a biblical nation. It has about 20 different political parties, a coalition that is cobbled together that often topples and wobbles and, you know, the coalition collapses and they have to go back to elections again. So there's a, a, a secular nation of Israel. It's not Zion, biblical Zion. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 9, Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I, who cause delivery, shut up the womb, says your God? Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad with her, all you who love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all you who mourn for her. So, in Revelation 12, it talks about how this woman flees into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God that the Lord would feed her there for 1,260 days. That's three and a half years. That's 42 months. And Revelation chapter 12, verse 14. The woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time times and half a time that's 1260 days from the face of the serpent i believe that this chapter is really describing that final three and a half year great tribulation period that god has prepared a place for his people where they will flee to the wilderness and they will be provided for and taken care of for 1260 days that's what this chapter is describing And so that's the good news, that as Babylon falls, Israel rises. And so while this woman is in the wilderness being cared for by the Father, the Lord is also dealing with and judging Babylon, Babylon the harlot, the global Babylonian system. Okay, that's all I have for today. Have a blessed day, and we will see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai, Adonai, Lekha, Lekha, Shahu.
The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.